Hello and welcome to another episode of the V-Gains podcast. We are on a hiking mission again. Myself, Scorpio Mind and Vegan Dog Kiwi exploring a beautiful lake which you might have seen recently in my story. This magnificent green, blue, um, what, what, how would you describe the color of the lake? Of the, uh, yeah. lake? Yeah. It's really blue. <laughs> Yeah, it's but a uh, uh, a greenish blue. It's, it's like turquoise. Tur How do you say turquoise? Tur turquoise. Uh, I I don't know, but it, it's it's really greenish blue, and it looks so vibrant, and it's freezing cold because all the glacier water is melting into it. Anyways, um, today is our Ask Me Mondays podcast because you know I get so many Ask Me Mondays questions, and they accumulate, and some questions they deserve a longer answer. And that's why I pick some out and do a podcast about it today. Only about one question I want to talk about. And it's about... The zoo. The zoo. Let me read the question. Okay. Hi, I've been a, I have a question for next Monday. I've been vegan for a while now and I really love it. Before I was vegetarian since I was nine. I really love animals and try to veganize everything in my life. My clothes, my furniture, my makeup, etc. There's just one thing I'm not sure about. My friends ask me if I want to go to the zoo with them. I haven't been to the zoo since I am vegan because I don't know if I want to do anymore. I remember, sin I remember seeing the animals and feel really bad because they are trapped. But on the other hand, if the zoo doesn't make any money, they will suffer more. I really don't think that it is a good thing to trap animals like that. But I also realize that we can't set the zoo animals free and that, we, and that there are some animals that are better off in the zoo. What are your thoughts about this? I feel like non not going but i just wanted to ask another vegan because sometimes i think that my friends and family think i take it too far <laughs> i know what you mean um yes yeah, so um let me talk about zoos uh, you said if the zoo doesn't make money they suffer more i disagree because they it's it's the same argument the people that the misconception the people think like oh if i don't eat uh, an animal it, it doesn't make a, a difference because they're there anyways and uh, if we don't eat them then they overrun us no they're they're man bred they're man kindly br uh, man made so we make them the same in the zoo we make those animals and um Uh, the, the thing is, and, and many people then claim, yeah, but um, we, uh, we, we prevent extinction of certain animals. No, actually the numbers are that 90% of the animals in the zoo are not um, uh, suffering extinction. 90% of them. And a sad number is that 5,000 animals are killed every year in Europe uh, because they are bred and they're just too many. You know, we... we make them ourselves those animals we let them breed and then we have too many which we don't want and then you know we just kill them and 5,000 animals of all species in a zoo just die every year in europe alone because you know there we, we we don't have space for them and we make them ourselves so you have to understand a zoo it's a company they want to make money and um It's not like, oh yeah, we rescued those animals. No, they have nothing to do with the sanctuary farm. They, they think about profit and they want to increase their profit. 
And to do that, okay, we have to cut down on the space for the animals, we have to cut down on the quality of the food we give them and all that stuff that they make more profit. And um, well, we take the most exotic, exotic animals uh, that, that people are attracted to go to the zoo, which suffer so much in zoos. It's um, a zoo and then many people claim like, yeah, but it's, it's educational for our kids. I would I, I disagree because a, a, a study in 2014 they um, asked 2,800 kids I think um, what they learned in a zoo and 62% of the kids who visit the London Zoo regularly they learned nothing and also a lot of the 62% they had a negative experience, like they felt sad for the animals and uh, this animal, the, the, I, I pictured it in nature, like the, the, the ice bear and it just looks miserable in the zoo, it just went back and forth and always nodding, like it's unhappy and had a super negative experience. And yeah, 62% learned nothing and I agree because in a zoo, yeah, you have the signs where they're is something written about the animals in the, na in, in the natural habitats but <laughs> most people in the zoo they don't read the signs they're just there to see the animals and they get a false perspective of reality and uh, first of all I want to ex uh, say sorry for all the all the bells because to our left there's so many cows and they have these annoying bells around their necks and that is what is causing this, this disturbant noise but we will pass them in about two minutes so hang on um, anyways, what was I about to say? What did I just say? Um, that children have negative experiences and that people don't really read the signs. Yes, so people go just there uh, to, to, to see the animals and then they get a fall, false perspective of the animals because they don't see the animals in their natural habitat. And if you want to truly learn something about animals, then the last place is to go to a zoo because yes you see how the animal physically look like but you learn nothing about that animal if you truly want to learn something about those animals then watch a wildlife documentary watch a bbc documentary about lions about elephants and then you truly see you know their natural behavior how they really interact with other animals what are their pre pre uh, predators Predators? Yes. Predators? What What are the predators? No, uh, like tigers and lions are predators, but they have, like, they chase their prey. Yeah, but uh, what do you say when, uh, you know, uh, a zebra, they, they have... Their prey. Yeah, they are prey, but they have predators. I think that's the right word. Uh, you know, the, the animals who naturally hunt them down and they, they, they need to be aware of all that stuff. So you watch a documentary or even better, if you can afford it or have the opportunity, go somewhere where those animals naturally live and you can watch them in a, where, you, where you don't disturb the ecosystem or anything. For example, I did when I was younger, my family, we had a vacation in Namibia, which is a country in, in Africa. And it's so great, the wildlife rules there. And we, we were in the cage, in the jeep, and we saw all the wi wildlife, how it naturally uh, uh, unfolds, really the, the circle of life. And that is, the, I learned so much there. I saw zebras, giraffes, elephants, lions, all those animals in, in their natural habitat and how 
you know how they all go to the lake and drink and then the lions creep up and they prey on something and they miss it because the zebras can run so freaking fast and that was so educational for me and so so much respect for all those animals so much respect for wow lions oh my gosh i i, I might be more intelligent in many senses we measure intelligence like my frontal brain and everything how i can think and pre, pre um, um you know think into the future in the past um but they're, they're, they're they could kill me any second they're humongous and i have no chance whatsoever and um that, that just gave me a deep respect for those animals and seeing them really in the natural habitat running and just being free that, that, that gave me so much and I have the best memories. But in a zoo, I remember, even though I, I wasn't vegan, I, I still didn't like it. I remember saying to my friends, no, I don't want to, do, to, to go to the zoo. And I remember the last time I did, I sat there on the bench and I said, no, I don't want to go on because it makes me sad. I said it two years or so before I went vegan because I saw those animals. They were, you know, especially those big animals and those animals who run so much naturally are trapped in a cage which might look big but in perspective it's so small an elephant for example runs per day about 75 kilometers think about that and they can never do it any day in their small cage they can do it in circles and they do and and they develop such a um and a behavior of um of depression and uh, they don't know what to do so they they get those ticks like nodding their head all the time going back and forth all the time i remember sawing a, uh, a ice bear and he looked sick he looked yellowish and he went back and forth all the time and nodded his head back and forth all the time because they don't have space to to live what they naturally would do what their instincts tells them to do so they develop this weird behavior which obviously don't serve them and think about it an ice bear an, an, an ice bear bear <laughs> to, to to bring an ice bear into into a berlin zoo it's so unnatural they live in the north pole they, they live in such a cold climate and there they are in a cage in the middle of a, of the capital city of berlin and, and they only have like a stone to sit on and then some water, but there's no ice or anything. Yeah, and that's that's really, especially for those kinds of animals, it really hurts me when, when I see that. Like ice bear, bears, elephants, cheaters, for example. You know how fast they run? And they, yeah, they maybe have a kind of big cage that looks big, but it's tiny. They cannot even do one nice run because they accumulate some, some speed but they never can reach their natural speed because the, the cage already stopped there. And so for many, for many animals, it's, it's just sad. And as I said, 90% of those animals are not endangered. So it's not like an argument, yeah, we, we rescue them. And, and some zoos, they claim that they're like, yeah, we, we do all this good stuff, but they are companies, they want to make profit. And if you truly want to help animals, then I recommend you go to a sanctuary where they're rescued animals, especially sanctuaries with um, cows, with pigs, with turkey, with all those animals rescued from factory farming from before a slaughterhouse. Because first of all, those animals, they truly live free there 
And so many people start to make the connection. They, they look the pig into the eyes and see, wow, this pig here is so happy. This pig would be slaughtered and oh my gosh, their eyes, they look like human eyes. It's a sentient being and it loves those belly rubs. And you truly make the connection that this animal obviously don't deserve to die and didn't want to die. But millions of their, of their friends do so and you stop eating pork. Sh shall we go over there? Yeah. Um, okay, then we go just back, all right? Okay. Um, so, where, where was I? Um, yeah. So, what else do I want to say? And, yeah, so go to sanctuaries and um, make a small donation to, to, to help them. But I would not, not go to zoos. Of course, it's not the worst thing you can do. <laughs> much more important is what you eat for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And it's much more important that you eat plant-based for breakfast, lunch and dinner and go to the zoo than the other way around. Like, oh, I don't go to the zoo, but that justifies why I eat, you know, um, animal products that is much worse for your health, the environment and the animals who are actually killed. And as I said, it also depends on the animals because you can argue that some animals, it, it's uh, not, it, it's maybe even enjoyable in a zoo, but only a, a small uh, mi minority, I would say. Like, like a zebra, maybe some zebras in some zoos, they have a kind of big space and they don't have to fear a lion to kill them any, any second. They can just chill. <laughs> but I don't know if they enjoy it. I don't think so. I think their, their natural senses are suppressed because they can, cannot follow them. But I, I don't know. It's and just... you know what the other problem is? That they're just there in that little space for the rest of their life. So they can't explore, they can't like go around and meet other animals, for example. They just there, they sit there and just think about how you would feel if you would be in your house for like 50 years and you're not allowed to leave. Yes, I 100% agree. And that's why I said for, for some people it's the worst and for other people it's slightly better. But f I think for all animals it's not a fulfilled life. And you have to think about it. These are not caught in the wild, those are made, those animals. And these are born into cap captivity and their whole life they experience captivity. And some people, uh, some animals, they try to uh, introduce to the wildlife again, but they mostly fail. And le let me butcher the numbers, I think, of 500 koala bears who were born into, into the zoos. In a year, only five have been put into, into the wildlife back again and only three survived. So it's, it's nothing. That's, that's not an argument. And yeah, at the end, you just support this company, the zoo, which wants to make money. And it's, it's, um, it's um, where you put your money in, something will manifest. And if people stop going to the zoo, no zoos will exist. And yes, they have to kill those animals which are in the zoos. Some of them they can introduce back to the wildlife, but you know, then it's over. Then they kill those animals and then no more animals have to be born into captivity. And we can focus on the endangered species. And the, the most destructive thing that kills most uh, species is animal agriculture. If you watch the documentary Cowspiracy, for example, you learn that the leading killer of species extinction is animal agriculture because all those cattle, all those factory farms, they need so much space 
not only for the cows, but so much space for all the crops, the genetically modified corn and soybeans, which they grow for the cows and pigs. And that destroys the wildlife. All the wolves, all the rabbits, all the um, ravens, they, they all killed all the bears, all the coyotes, and all the wild horses. They just round up all the wild horses, ship them to Mexico because there you can legally slaughter horses and just kill them because they cannot run freely here. I want my cattle because from now on everyone wants grass-fed beef and to, in order to produce grass-fed beef we need so much land and oh no, those wolves, those wolf packs, they're killing our cows. So what do they do? They just kill all the wolves. And that is, the, that is so sad. And that, and then in the rainforest, you know, 92% of Amazon destruction is due to animal agriculture, clearing the land to grow genetically modified crops like soy and corn. And in the, the rainforest, all those little species, a lot of them we didn't even have explored yet, are just getting extinct because we are rapidly destroying the rainforest. And so please watch the documentary Cowspiracy. It's really crazy and many people don't think about that. I think uh, every day we kill 100 species of plants and animals. Every day 100 species go extinct of plants and anima animals because of animal agriculture. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to talk about the zoo. So um, another thing is like um, like uh, orcas. It, that is that is one of the most saddest thing because orcas, they 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 used to swim for 100 kilometers every day. Think about it, 100 kilometers, and then they're trapped in this small little tank, doing circles all the time, performing unnatural tricks, and they get depressed. Their their dolphin uh, dolphin spine, I don't know how it's called. You know they. They flap over because they're, they're depressed. They, they don't get the, the nutrient value. They're getting like... Um, um, sh oh, those cows are so curious. I don't know why, but Kiwi cows are so amazed by our, our dog. They always come so close and watch her. Oh, oh we, we lost Kiwi. Kiwi, here, here. Oh, there she is. All good. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but that's a good thing because people woke up, they saw, oh my God, what we're doing to orcas and dolphins is so cruel. That's why no more orcas are allowed to be born or to, um, to catch for, for SeaWorld. There, there is a law now that prohibits that. The orcas we have now in SeaWorld are the last orcas they will be there. They will Unfortunately, you now have to perform those unnatural tricks and die, but it's it's these are the last one then it's over I'm so happy about that because uh, I've seen the documentary blackfish and I highly recommend you the documentary blackfish and it is exactly about that about orcas in in wildlife and how they get captured and separated from their mother how they have to perform those unnatural tricks how they suffer their entire life and how depressed and angry they get and even killed uh, some of the sea world workers because they're, they're they want their revenge have you seen the documentary oh, we've watched it together oh no we watched it separately i told I you know, to 
watch it together, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure, uh, no, I watch it alone. <laughs> no, well maybe you watch it alone and then we watch it together. No, 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 I watch it alone and then there, w there was a time when we were dating. I watched it alone and I remember, wow, it was just so profound and I want to ease you into veganism mm -hmm. and just that you make more and more connections. So I sent you a link and said, wow, I just watched it and uh, you can watch it yourself. And then you watched it and then we talked about it, but we didn't watch it together. Okay. Whew. Um, yeah, so my recommendations are watch Blackfish, watch wildlife documentaries, BBC documentaries. Um, what is it called? Green Planet? No, Planet Earth. Oh, I think there are so many. Um, but no, but yeah. the big one there, I think Planet Earth think it's 1 and 2. Planet Earth, yeah. Yeah, especially. No, both are great, but part two just blew my mind. Part two, uh, part one also. There's also a great documentary about the ocean. There are so many. Just binge watch them and you will learn so much about the ocean and what you can do to help the ocean and everything. Then, yeah, Blackfish. Watch Blackfish. Um, I wouldn't recommend going to the zoo. I would recommend go to sanctuary farms and donate something. And just um, go, if you get the chance, go like to Namibia, to, to um, somewhere in Africa, and where those, where you are, the zoo basically, where you are in a cage and the animals are free. And you don't hurt them, but you can just learn from them, experience them, get a deeper understanding and respect for those animals. So if you get the chance, do that. Not like riding elephants in Thailand, no, like what I did. I went to a sanctuary in Thailand where elephants are rescued. And I, I learned so much about them and got huge respect and that was just so nice seeing happy elephants and not like mistreated elephants where you ride on their back, don't have a connection, just take two silly pictures and those elephants are so mistreated. They really mm -hmm. feed them very little so they obey by food and they also punch them on, the, on their ears because their ears are so sensitive and that they, that they do what they want. And the same with, uh, with a circus. I wouldn't go to the circus. So, you know, putting a big elephant which, uh, in, 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 a, in a pink suit and making them perform unnatural tricks. That is really animal cruelty. And you learn nothing. You, you see a silly trick, an unnatural trick performed by an animal. Yeah, I think um, circuses are even worse because they don't... Like in a zoo, at least they try to recreate the natural habitat. But in zoos, they are just going from... The cage into the stage and I'm back to the cage and it's just not not that pleasant. I agree but I, I would avoid both yeah. and now Scorpio mind what are your thoughts about Sue I didn't let you talk too much. Well you basically already said everything um, there's some people who would claim that zoos are necessary because they kind of help rescued animals but as you said we breed them so that people can watch them and I think there's like a really, really, really small percentage of actual rescued animals. And I think sanctuaries are just way better because they try to um, release them out to the wild again. And even if they can't, like they, they just have a way better life. Have you been to a sanctuary? Um, no, I don't think so. No, but I really want to go. I think you kind of have been to some like the um, the the uh, sanctuary for dogs where in uh, close to Berlin and there were also some pigs and other oh, rescued okay. animals. Yeah, yeah. But and yeah, but they're also like they're 
uh, sanctuaries for farmed animals like horses and pigs and then there are also like wildlife sanctuaries which we uh, yeah we have to travel like I'm sure there's some in Namibia or somewhere where they like where the animals come from so there are also sanctuaries I don't know if you can visit them but I think it's really important that we have sanctuaries because then we can help um, treat like hurt animals and stuff and then just try to get them back into the wild again but zoos is just like really ripping them out from their from their home and bringing them somewhere where they don't want to be yeah and mostly as i said they don't rip them out of nature but they're born into yeah. captivity and yeah it's just an unnatural thing which they even trade in zoos like they want to reproduce and then they say like oh we 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 need this tiger and you get this tiger so that like we can cross genes or something so it's like a real business so anyways use the internet to inform yourself and and to learn about animals it's the best place and you don't even have to go to the sanctuaries when you don't get a chance and there but there are so many great videos where they show sanctuaries like um Mercy for Animals, they do those lovely videos. I shared recently a part of it on Vegan Strengths about the cow Erica, which is a, she's a, she used to be a dairy cow and they thought she had, um, um, what is it called? Uh, Something with the bones. Is it yeah, yeah, osteoporosis, I think, um, that, that her bones are weak because she didn't move. And then um, this, this lady, where this small documentary is about, it's just a five to ten minute video, so go watch it. Mercy for Animals. She rescues all kinds of animals from factory farms. And she took Erica and she was worried a bit because how do I deal with her when she can't move and I don't have experience with that. But it turned out her bones were perfectly fine. As soon as she opened up the, the door for the cow, she jumped out of the train and ran freely because, she's, because she, she, her bones are perfectly healthy. She just did a protest. Yeah, a she, sitting she protest. She saw the lawn and she was like, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. Yes. And, and she did a sitting protest because she, those animals are so smart on their own levels. And they don't want to suffer. They don't want to be slaughtered. They don't want to be abused. And some people just refuse. And unfortunately, most of them, okay, she doesn't, produce, she doesn't give us profits. We kill her right away. And, or she's ill. We kill them right away and grind them up. And it's just a horrible business. Anyways, um, so if you can't get the chance to go to a sanctuary farm, just watch those, uh, those documentaries, those short clips, and to see how, how those animals truly are, like a cow, like a pig, like a turkey, and um, the, to see that there's really no difference between them and your dog. They have the same kind of eyes. They love to be loved. You know, remember this, this pig on the, on the sanctuary for... For the, for the pets where we went close to Berlin and there was a pig. The big one? Yeah, uh, no, the, the black one. Yeah. And we gave her some belly rubs oh, yeah. and she made those lovely noises like, oh, I'm enjoying this so much, keep going. And she was like uh, turning around like Kiwi does. Yeah. She was like, oh, give me all the belly rubs. And so, yeah. Okay, so th that are my thoughts about Sue. And sorry, here's our disturbing noise again. We are at a waterfall, but we are over it in one minute. And yes, so I will take this, this chance, having my podcast to answer more, ask me Monday's questions in more depth. Because, you know, if I would answer this one in this length on my Ask Me Monday's YouTube video, then I could only answer one video. And the attention span on YouTube is much shorter. And here, it's the perfect platform 
to answer questions forever because there is no time restraint because a podcast you can just pause you listen to it 10 minutes and then you do you don't have to listen to it on the end you just pause and then back when you're in the car and drive for 20 minutes then you continuously listen to then when you're back home and cook your vegan dinner you just continues to listen to and then when you hit the gym you continue to listen to uh, you can do the same with youtube videos too and i do but it's a bit harder because uh, you need your laptop around and you have to, or your iphone and you have to keep your d display bright and it kills a lot of your battery if you know a trick how to do how to turn your display off um, while watching a youtube video let me know because i don't know how and it just often kills so much of my battery and then i press a button and it stops the video it's annoying that's why i love podcasts so easy and you can just 30 seconds back and forth and um, download it offline so there's no buffering and yeah anyways <laughs> so that was uh, the answer and um, any final words um, no not really what will we do now uh, we'll drive back home and I'm gonna make some empanadas what, what is that are you gonna see on YouTube what is funny we're now at a huge waterfall I mean the waterfall and now we are under the river there's a bridge and it's getting so cold here because the, the glacier water is so cold and the coldness just gets into the air and affects the air the, 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 the climate of the air and just um, it's, it's so much colder here close to the water it's just nature is so fascinating and I love to be immersed in so much nature because we're destroying nature so much and so rapidly but here where we are right now it remains peaceful and that is so nice to see that we still have spots on the earth like that where there are only a few humans because that is the crucial factor are there lots of humans then the nature there is super destructive um, because we 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 need so much space for living and all the construction all the buildings and all the infrastructure and that just kills tons of nature and then people smoke people you know so much plastic and it just kills nature rapidly but here so few people are around and nature remains blooming and growing and it's just so versatile and you see those mountains 50 kilometers away and all full of trees and then we still have so many spots where there's so much nature and it rules that makes me so optimistic and I, I appreciate it so much and I hope you get a chance to spend more time in nature and um, if you have pessimistic views like oh there's no future just go to a spot where there's so much nature and be grateful and enjoy it that's my final word so thanks for listening until next time peace out <laughs>